am the pastoral care director at All the Camps in Milan, and I have the big privilege to work in the office since Mark and Nick and Jochen and Ivy so many years now. So it's it's very inspiring. Thank you for having me. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, just come on. All right, here you go. Yeah. So thank you, thank you for having me. Um, Nick asked me a few weeks ago if I could teach here tonight, and I gladly said yes. But I must also say that I haven't teached a whole lot in my life yet, and so I'm just very encouraged, and I feel like it's a massive thank privilege you. to bring the word of the Lord. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he's doing tonight. Nick told me that when he thought of this coming year, he um, prayed over his congregation. He really felt that the Lord was telling him three words. He said that he um, felt like his congregation was to heal and to grow and to send. So last week, Nick looked at um, the whole word of sending, like what is sending and what do the Psalms say about sending. And tonight, we will um, look at the word healing. What do the Psalms say about healing? But before I start, let's just pray and um, yeah, commit this time to the Lord. Hey Jesus, it's all about you. It's all about you. So we just thank you for tonight. Jesus, we invite your Holy Spirit to be here in this place. And Lord, I really pray that you help me to bring your word, Lord, to bring justice to your word and what you have to say to us. So Jesus, I pray that you, um, yeah, just be less of me and more of you, Lord, as we speak. Is that my very annoying? I can have a whole thing like it is because it comes across with the So the psalm we are looking into is written by David. And, and you may say, like, who is this David? And why do I think you have to listen to this David when it comes to healing? So, can you see me? So it's all good now? Okay. Come on. Here you go. <laughs> so David was a man and he was. He was a man from the Bible. He was known to be an amazing musician. He wrote many, many songs, and many of them are, you can read them in France. He was very talented in the area of music. He also was a shepherd. He spent many hours out in the fields protecting the sheep. The Bible says that um, he had to actually fight with lions and with bears, so he was, um, yeah, he had to fight a lot. Was on his own in the field. Um, David was the one who fought with giant Goliath. And he actually chose to do this without without using the army of Israel. And he won that battle. And he became very, very popular in the nation. And the king at the time, he was named King Saul, became a bit jealous of this man called David because David was just so popular. So David actually had to run for his life. He had to flee from Saul because Saul wanted to kill him. And um, yeah, it's a bit of a discussion how long David was on the run, but it's assumed to be about seven years when David had to hide in caves and so on and fight and fear of God's love. So David went through a lot as it came to personal difficulties and struggles in his life. So I truly believe that we can learn something from him. But um, let's just read what um, David has to say for us. So if you have your Bibles with you, open to Psalm 13 and read a little bit. For the director of music, the sign of David. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I rest with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? 
look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep again. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in him and send My heart rejoices in his salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. David was struggling. He didn't hear from the Lord. It said that he was fighting with his thoughts and he had sorrow in his heart, and I probably think today we could classify this as anxiety or depression. David didn't have always an easy life. The first part of the psalm, it's all about David's personal journey. It's all about his life and about his struggles and desperation he was in. And all David wanted was to go out to speak and to help him out of the situation. A friend of mine said to me lately, Leona, I don't want to, she's dreaming a lot, Leona, I just don't want to yeah, learn from people who are grieving or who have grieved in the past. I want to hear or listen to the people who have grieved in the past. So as I reflected on this trial, I was like, you know what, the, the trial really that I want to give it all. It's like, how do we hear from you? And what can we learn from David and all of us? So firstly, I believe that we need to always be open to God and I absolutely love how David is Christian God. Four times he said in the beginning, How long, O Lord? How long? The Lord I believe in, and the Lord I hope you believe in, is big enough to handle all his struggles. He is big enough to handle the emotions, and he, when I'm angry, when I'm frustrated, he's big enough for all of us. When I'm doubting, when I'm frustrated. So David put out his complaints to God, and so A good friend of mine, she came to the Lord um, when she was a teenager as the only person in her whole family. And for over 20 years now, she has been praying week after week for her family to be saved and to get to know the Lord. And for all these years, she gets love at her birthday parties and so on. And nothing seems to change. How long or not? Another friend of mine has lost a little boy to cancer. But seeing this little boy suffer and die just in the last month. Doesn't make sense at all. How long the Lord? He may be looking for a job and you can't find one. He may struggle if he's stuck in between a battle with your sin and with God and what you think or know you should be doing and the sin you are living in. You may struggle with sickness, addiction to drugs, porn, and I could go on and on and on. How long the Lord? To face difficulties in life um, like that is absolutely it's not easy. And we often do not understand why certain things have to happen and why does God not intervene? Why? Surely we pray and miss God. It would be a kinder step and it would have happened. So how long or not? Why? Why don't we do anything? At this point, I actually thought when I prepared, I was like, well, I could just teach you for a sermon right now on the topic of the living in some world or on the topic of the consequences of sin. Or on the topic of how God chooses to work with us, but also with our free will. All great topics, but this is all not the point for tonight. The point I want to make here right now is that in order to heal and heal healthy, we need to always keep our communication with God open and transparent. And you may say, well, he knows it all anyway, so what's the point? Fair enough, he does. But for some reason, God chooses to work with our pain. And even Jesus. It said in Mark 
one, uh, 1.30 size, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Just before his crucifixion, Jesus came out and says in Luke 22, 44, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus prayed to him about the blood out of his chest, blood was falling to the ground. He prayed. He prayed and so should we. So God wants us to pray, angry or happy, just keep communicating to him that they need it. The second point I would like to make tonight is that in order to be healthy, it helps us to have an eternal perspective. David started off praying just about himself. The first few verses were simply about his life and the situation he was in, about his well-being. And as much as I said before how important it is to, to always keep open to the Lord and to always be to absolutely transparent and honest to Him, as much do I believe that it's important for us to actually view our life and the situation we are going through and the troubles we are having from a higher perspective, from an eternal perspective. So what does that mean? I believe that the God we believe in is 100% interested in you and in my life. 100%. That no one's life is interested in this world. That you are living here in this world right at this time, in this time of history, I believe is not an accident. When Jesus came, I think the timing of Jesus' life was the perfect timing when God sent his son Jesus. And he lived the right amount of time and he left this earth in the right amount of time. Like God is sovereign over world history. He has it all in his hand. He is the Lord. So I think life here on earth is to be treasured, it's to be loved, it's to be enjoyed, it's to be glorifying to God. It's a gift. And on top of it, I think it's extremely encouraging to know that we are not designed to only live for one day to years or so. We are designed to live for all eternity. And eternity starts now. Like, it's not just like that you die and then eternity starts. Eternity is already happening here right now. Our lives are already starting, right? And it will lead on into all eternity. You can see a few scriptures in the Bible about that, but one that actually relates to suffering um, and facing difficulties in life is in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17. It says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory. That far outweighs them all. I just read that again. For our life, momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Somehow, the troubles and the suffering we are facing in this life here on earth is, is giving eternal glory for our eternal future. How much hope can that bring us? How cool is that? So, here's a question I want to ask you tonight. How do you? Do you pray for your own sake, or do you also pray for God's name to be glorified? David prayed and asked God to give light to his eyes. David wanted to see the vision and the higher picture that God actually made for him. The wisdom that God has. If our focus is not just on us and on all the suffering and the trouble we are going through, but actually on the bigger picture and all eternity, I believe that it can bring us so much hope, so much hope when it's as this And it can also help us to 
The third point I want to say is, in order to feel healthy, we need to be sure of God's identity. Between the verses 4 and 5, we see a massive change in this psalm. The lament turned into confidence, the confidence turned into praise, and the praise and the hope helps David to heal. It says in verse 5, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been God was for David someone to trust in, to rejoice in his salvation. So who is this God to you? Who is he? So I was thinking about it a bit, and I put together a few verses from the Bible to just describe his character, or simply what the Bible, how the Bible describes God. Right? So I read out a bit, but I just pulled out of different verses in the Bible. God is faithful. He's loving. He's kind. He is light. No darkness. He is a consuming fire. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He sees everything. He is patient with you. He is creator. He does not change. He is spirit. He is perfect and holy, gracious and righteous. He is the God who saves, and he will be with you wherever you go. And he is all that. That's just a few verses. They do to let you know the Lord you believe in. But the Bible actually teaches you about his character. When I was 19 years old, I um, went overseas and I lived for a year in South Africa. And that year in South Africa, with that mission organization, really changed my walk with the Lord, I should say. Um, yeah, I, it was an amazing, incredible year, and I had seen a lot of what the Lord can do in that year, and it was amazing. Like, I saw miracles happening, I saw the Holy Spirit move, I saw so much stuff happening, and it felt so good. It was amazing. I then, the year after, I moved to New Zealand for two years to study at Bible College, and the Lord led me into a season where I just pulled all my feelings and my emotions away. It just, and I studied the word, and it just, I studied the word. But I didn't feel anything. Nothing for my most of those years there. And I started to doubt everything. I was just doubting. I was like, I even doubted all the stuff I've seen in Africa before clearly happening in front of my eyes. I just questioned it all. The truth is that we can't build our faith on our feelings, which change every day and every minute, depending on the circumstances we are in. We just can't do it. We need to simply base our faith on the character and identity of Christ. So back in New Zealand, I had a teacher that came to me, and he saw the struggle I was in, which was quite obvious at some point. But I also saw that thing with God, and he said to me, Leona, just one question for you right now. If God would choose right now to not, never ever speak to you again, or to never ever give you any emotions again, does it change your feelings? That question broke me back then. And I just think I just want to ask the same question for you. I don't know the circumstances you're in right now. No idea. You may be going through a season like that where you don't actually feel a whole lot about your faith, where you don't hear the Lord speaking to you. I don't know. But if God even decided to never ever rock up in your life again, would it change your feelings? Would it change what I had also before for the Bible is promising us about? 
me, I came to the conclusion that it's not God's fault. And I'm very grateful that we have let you through this season. It's a tough one. David made a conscious decision in verse 5. Then he changed his tone. And this is actually a pattern in David's psalms. He often puts out his heart to the Lord, Benjamin, humble, whatever. And then he made a choice in his mind by saying, But I will. And in this case, but I will trust in your Isaiah and your God. So he chose, he chose with his mind to be bold. He chose to, be, to believe that he would trust in the Lord's unfailing love. It was a choice that David made. David was convicted that God is good. If our faith is based on the knowledge and the truth that God is good, I strongly believe that we are not going to be resentful to him, but that we can manage to keep placing and worshiping him around us. So choose in your mind to keep going. That's my deepest prayer for you tonight. And it takes courage to keep going in faith. So the three points right now that I pointed out um, in order to feel healthy are be open to God and keep communicating to Him. Have an eternal perspective over your life. And be sure of God's identity. I also want to make sure to communicate tonight that the Lord promised us to talk through as well. So if you're in a season like David was, you can still hold a massive blessing in your hand. And this is this. It says in Hebrew 4, verse 12, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. God is talking through this word. And you, you may not feel it. Sometimes you just don't feel anything. But when you're going through a rough season in life, it is so vital for you to keep on digging. Another friend of mine, she was bedridden for quite a few years, could hardly get up, the kids were all racing around the house, and she begged the Lord to speak to her in this season, and she didn't feel a thing. And she said, Leona, I read the Bible, and I didn't feel a thing, but it still kept me going. It kept me going. This is the truth. The Bible is a reliable source of strength, and it never ever changes. It's a foundation for your life. So no matter what you're going through this, this year, this book, that's your medicine. Right? So keep reading. Just keep reading. Life can often be hard. It often is. We were never actually promised that life would be easier in this world. And it often doesn't make any sense. And I'm really sorry if you're going through a tough season. We are living in a broken world and we are living in a healing world. I believe that healing is a massive part of life. We're constantly healing. We're always healing. David did not get all the answers from God, but he did put all his trust in the Lord. So I pray that you can make a conscious decision in your mind that God is good, that God is a good, good God. And whatever you're going through, that you will enter this place with vulnerability in your heart, and that's not easy, and healing can hurt. It said before when I read it out of the of God said that he's a consuming fire. Mary and Helix people can really hurt sometimes a bit more and purifies. But he purifies us. So keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. 
And like Nick said to me last week, which I really like the sentence, and he's probably really happy that I completed the sentence, honestly. <laughs> it says, healing doesn't come from this eating, from this eating, from healing comes from connecting. So Bandy can come up. Um, Esther Band leads us in more worship right now, and Nick and I we chatted about tonight, and um, just about the time we're having right now. And I don't know what Nick's doing there. Um, but I would love to get to know you and chat a bit more after the service. Um, we just thought we would open the space up right now just for prayer as well while we keep worshiping. If you feel like you would like prayer in your life, come up the front like Nick would be here, I would be here, whoever, anybody. There's also two tables set up right now. So there's a table over here that um, just like, yeah, write down questions, heavy questions on your heart if you hear someone right now. Just like questions you're actually struggling with or battling with in your life. And then there is a table over here that is just pointing out the character of God up here tonight. What do you believe about your life? So come forward and may this the Lord bless you in your journey. With him, and it's never stopped. It's really amazing. Amen. You've been listening to a sermon from Hills Baptist Church. To find out more or to hear other great content, find us at hillsbaptist.com or on your podcast app.